Welcome to another night of Warrior Reads. As always, make sure that you've handled anything before bed, that the room is dark, and that you're in a comfortable position. Remember, as you're listening, if you get excited by a story or interested, don't worry about it. Now is not the time for your mind to be racing. Now is the time for your mind to be resting. As always, we'll have copies of the recordings available on our website, as well as even the ability to order it should you want to in the morning. Now is the time for your reward for a good day lived or a reminder to be a warrior tomorrow. I'll give you about five seconds to clear your head and then we'll begin. Welcome warriors. Tonight, our selection is from the book, The Way of Men, read with permission from the author, Jack Donovan. Tonight we'll be going through the section of the book that outlines courage. What is courage? What is it not? And why it matters to you on the warrior path. In Jack Donovan's book, he points out four tactical virtues of masculinity. These virtues guide you on your path, becoming good at being a man. These are strength, honor, courage, and mastery all of which are integral parts of the warrior path. Within these pages, you are presented with a goal to reach, a level of courage to attain, and a skill to practice. Though all four of these masculine virtues are important, tonight we will be focusing on courage. And as always, you can read this book at any time in the future, and it's worth the read. But this selection will give you plenty of insight into the inner workings of your own courage and what makes you the warrior that you are. So relax and enjoy. So what is courage? You can look up a million quotes on courage that make its definition seem amorphous or see it on a motivational poster at work because people like to say that they display courage, but then they hold it against you when you do the same. In many respects, some of these values and bumper stickers are just feel-good tokens of virtue signaling without any merit or meaning or principle behind them. And so the definitions get lost in the sauce, and you're left with nothing but memes and feel-good quotes taken out of context about celebrities and shallow compliments given in passing. Here's what Jack Donovan says. Courage is the animating spirit of masculinity and it is crucial to any meaningful decision of masculinity. Courage and strength are synergetic virtues and overabundance of one is worth less without an adequate amount of the other. In any gang of men fighting for survival, courage will be esteemed and respected in the living and it will be revered in the dead. Courage is a crucial tactical virtue. One can choose to be courageous, and even in its basest form, courage is a triumph over fear. It's associated with heart and spirit and passion, but it is also a drive to fight and win. Courage is abstract and it has many aspects, so I have summarized its definition as it relates to our attempt to understand the way of men and the gang ethos. Courage is the will to risk harm in order to benefit oneself or others. 
in its most basic amoral form. Courage is a willingness or passionate desire to fight or hold ground at any cost. In its most developed, civilized, and amoral form, courage is considered a decisive willingness to risk harm to ensure the success or survival of a group or another person. Now that we have the official definition, we can work our way through how we came to this conclusion. Strength is the ability to move or stand against external forces. Courage is kinetic. Courage initiates movement, action, or fortitude. Courage exercises strength. The cowardly lion, the tough-looking guy who stands aside as weaker men fight the fight, take the risks and do the work, is worth less than the men who step into the arena. I will not claim that all exertions of will are courageous, but all acts which require courage are exertions of will. It does not take courage to use strength to pick up a glass and lift it to your mouth. Courage implies a risk. It implies a potential for failure or the presence of danger. Courage is measured against danger. The greater the danger, the greater the courage. Running into a burning building beats telling off your boss. Telling off your boss is more courageous than writing a really mean anonymous note. Acts without meaningful consequences require little courage. Aristotle believed that courage was concerned with fear, and that while there are many things to fear in life, death was the most fearful thing of all. In his Nicomedian Ethics, the brave man is a man who is fearless in the face of noble death. And all the emergencies that involve death, and the emergencies of war, are in the highest degree of this kind. He also made the point that men who are forced to fight are less courageous than those who demonstrate courage in battle of their own free will. Aristotle framed courage as a moral virtue, as a will to noble action. He questioned the courage of those who are confident due to success in battle, though I wonder how such success can be earned except through some initial show of courage. While it is true that the chests of the strong and experienced men often swell when threats are minor, and such men have been known to back down in the face of a legitimate challenge, a certain amount of courage is the product of a successful track record. Is a man who has never won a fight more courageous for taking on an experienced fighter, no matter how noble the cause, or is he simply a fool? Aristotle's mean of courage is not the wild, rash confidence of a passionate man who fights in the heat of the moment out of fear or anger. Rather, he suggests that brave men act for honor's sake, but passion aids them. He does allow that men who act from strength of feeling possess something akin to courage. Aristotle's formulation of courage, while admirable, is so conditional and lashed to a slippery, high-minded ideal of noble action that trying to determine who is truly courageous becomes a bit of a game. So essentially, often we think that courage is some big display, some sort of willful act of defiance or 
jumping into harm's way. But it doesn't always have to be. Sometimes you rely on the everyday aspects of courage. One of the interesting things that Jack Donovan points to is the etymology of the word courage and what it's meant through the ages from ancient Greece onwards. Here he points to the word Andrea. The word Aristotle used for courage was also synonymous with manliness in ancient Greece. Andrea is derived from andros, which connotes male or masculine. In his book, The Roman Manliness, classicist Miles McDowell argued that the word virtus, which struck the ear of the ancient Roman much as manliness does to the English speaker, meant courage, specifically in battle. In pre-classical Latin, the word vir meant man, and the words virtus meant courage. MacDonald wrote, In military contexts, virtus can denote the kind of courage required to defend the homeland, but more often it designates aggressive conduct in battle. In non-military situations, courageous virtus usually refers to the capacity to face and endure pain and death. So in the main context of Jack Donovan's book, he highlights the basic common denominator of what masculinity is. If we strip away the superfluous extras of modern society where everything is at our fingertips and instant gratification is just a click away. In a world where all you got to do is poke a button and wait 20 minutes and someone shows up with the food you want, or you can instantly have any digital lover you wish, watch any movie you want, listen to any song you want without having to get up off of your sofa and pick up a record, let alone go to a show to hear a song. In today's modern convenient society, what opportunities are there for courage? But if we take things down to their common denominator, we're primal animals. In the beginning, before the written word, we were tribal creatures hanging around a fire at night wanting to make sure that our children and families were safe. We'd sit around and eat the food around the fire that we collected from the day's hunt and the day's gathering, tell stories and be with each other. But there were bears, there were lions, there were other tribes out there willing to make war in order to take the goods that one tribe has seized. There needed to be warriors like you to protect the perimeter. To fight off anything that would barge in and eat your family members. To keep away any intruders that may wish you or your loved ones harm. There needed to be warriors to protect the perimeter. to keep the sacred safe. And in those times, anyone who would jump in front of a bear or 
an enemy warrior would be renowned to have courage. So at the basic level, when we take society away, what's left is a man who's willing to display courage is of tremendous value to the tribe. And so this idea that when you display courage, it's for the benefit of your tribe or for yourself, and that's an admirable quality. And in any of those situations, it's going to require will. Being willing to do those things is going to increase your value to the tribe. So let's look at a great example. The personification of manliness has Jack highlights here. Courageous manliness is personified in the story of Gaius Musius, a noble Roman youth from an early republic. An Etruscan king named Porcena had besieged Rome by garrisoning his soldiers around the city. Gaius Musius asked the Roman senators for permission to slip into the Etruscan camp and kill Porcena. He killed Porcena's secretary by mistake, and he was captured by killing the king's bodyguard. Gaius Musius said to the king, I am Gaius Musius, a citizen of Rome. I came here as an enemy to kill my enemy, and I am as ready to die as I am to kill. We Romans act bravely, and when adversity strikes, we suffer bravely. Nor am I the only one who feels this way. Behind me stands a line of those who seek the same honor. Borsena threatened to throw Gaius Musius into the fire. Gaius Musius responded by thrusting his own hand into the fire. As his hand burned, he said, Look upon me and realize what a paltry thing the body is for those who seek great glory. Porcena told Gaius Musius that were he a member of his own tribe, he would commend him for his bravery. Gaius Musius was released. But he told Porcena that there were 300 other Romans who would be willing to sacrifice themselves as he held to save their city. And that if the siege of Rome persisted, sooner or later, one of them would manage to succeed in killing the king. Porcena sent an envoy to the Romans, offering peace terms. Gaius Musius earned the nickname Skyboiola, meaning left-handed after losing his right hand in the fire. For both Aristotle and the Romans, courage and manliness was the will to heroically risk life and limb against a danger to the people of one's own tribe, especially in the context of war with another tribe. Aristotle's most noble form of courage was a willingness to take a necessary risk to ensure the survival of a group. A demonstration of the willingness to risk one's own being for the gang proves loyalty and increases a man's value to the gang. When the chips are down and a man who shows this kind of courage can be counted on to give everything he has, even sacrificing himself for the survival of the group. When a group is not facing a survival challenge, that group can afford to be metaphorical about its courage and acknowledge lesser sacrifices until security is established. Though no group 
can afford to bother with the niceties like intellectual courage. Which brings us to one of the main points of this. What is courage's place in modern society? If you say the wrong thing, how many people are going to be offended? Does it matter? If you stand up for what you believe in in the face of any adversity, that is a display of courage. But in today's society where everything is instant, you can have any lover at the click of a button, you can have any food delivered to your doorstep. Where are the opportunities for courage? Do people really value it anymore? Or do they value instant gratification more? Jack Donovan highlights the word courage is used cheaply today. Any celebrity who gets sick and doesn't spend every day crying about it is lauded by the tabloids for his or her courageous battle with cancer or chronic fatigue syndrome or depression or food addiction. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging the difficulties others face, but we can also acknowledge, as Aristotle and the Romans did, that courage, in its highest and purest form, involves the willful risk of bodily harm or the death for the good of the group. Lesser risks require greater delusions of courage. So your courage is required to keep the tribe safe, to protect the perimeter, to keep bears and warring tribes away. And your courage is celebrated. Though the author outlines tremendous examples of courage in Gaius Musius and highlights Aristotle's requirements of death to be fought for manliness to be present that's not always the case everyday acts of courage are what keep the world going it's an exertion of will you make things happen and you fight for what you want in life and that's what makes you a warrior every day you exert your will to make your life better than it was the day before and the moments when you risk something are the things that make you an admirable warrior. You risk scorn from others when you say something that needs to be said. You risk losing your time or getting caught in the middle of something to help someone. Taking physical action when you feel resistance to say, no, I've got it. I've got it in me and I'm stepping up to do it even when I don't want it. Sometimes it's just deciding to not throw in the towel when all the signs are pointing that you should. It's standing up and saying the thing that no one else wants to say. It's being the first in line. It's doing the thing that nobody wants to do. It's taking a moment to stop and act upon the thing that you were noticing that everyone else seems to ignore. So there is courage that's there to benefit the group, to protect the tribe, 
But at the very basic form, there's the courage that you need to display for yourself. Aristotle believed that heroic courage was the noblest form of moral courage. But he also noted that passion, spiritedness, was something akin to courage. In Plato's Republic, it suggested that savage cruelty comes from the same part of a man that inspires acts of courage. Courage was a trained, mature, socially aware, and cooperative form of spirit. Socrates likened the guardians of his city to noble puppies who would be gentle with the people they knew, but eager to fight ferociously against strangers and outsiders with necessity. To get at the essence of what masculinity really is, let's remove the gilding of morality and nobility for a moment. While I do believe that some men demonstrate heroic tendencies at an almost instinctive level, like noble puppies, I will also say that before a man can be willing to take a risk for the group, he must be willing to take risks generally. Some men and some women are described as being risk-averse, and will go out of their way to avoid almost any kind of risk at all. Before we can have a willingness to take risks for the group, call that high courage, we must also possess some kind of low courage that amounts to a comfort with risk-taking. Risk-taking comes more naturally to some than to others, and it comes more naturally to men than it does women. As strength is trainable, so is courage. But like strength, some have a greater aptitude for risk-taking than others. Males socialize with each other. Hell, they taunt and goad each other gleefully into taking risks. When there is no heroic objective in sight, boys will dare each other to do all sorts of stupid things. However, a male who is comfortable with low risk-taking is likely going to be sure of himself and more successful when the time comes for him to take a heroic risk. Heroic courage benefits the group, but as we have discussed, these are benefits to gaining status within the group, and men will fight for that status. This requires a less noble kind of courage. It requires spiritedness on one's own behalf. The strength of man is not merely a tool to be used in the service of others. Men also use strength to advance their own interests, and it's foolish to expect them to make endless sacrifices without personal gain of some kind, be it material or spiritual. It should be expected men to fight for themselves, to compete with one another, and to look after their own interests. Nothing could be more natural than a man who wants to triumph and prosper. Here Jack Donovan cites one of the greatest tragedies of modernity in his mind. He says Plato, or Socrates, also compared men to dogs. And one of the greatest tragedies of modernity is the lack of opportunity for men to become what they are, to do what they were bred to do, what their bodies want to do. They could be Plato's noble puppies, but they are chained to a stake in the ground, left to the madness of barking and shadows in the night, taunted by passing challenges, left unresolved, and whose outcomes will forever be unknown. So the tragedy of a society that relegates acts of courage and honor to nothing more than meme posts, bumper stickers, 
celebrity gossip magazines and hypocritically acts when they say that they value one thing but treat you differently when you display it. Jack Donovan points that to being a tragedy. And the only way that we can change that society is by warriors like you making daily displays of courage in everything that you do. Taking risks to achieve your goals, taking risks to lose time to help someone, taking risks to put yourself in a better position in life. Whatever it is that you do to push yourself forward, do it well and keep fighting warriors.